I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message. Today is October 20th, 2021. And if you would like to live chat throughout the show, if you want to talk to other viewers, if you want to communicate with Rubin Report team members in live chat, you will have an ability to get them messages and questions live to me during the show. You can go to rubinreport.locals.com or download the Locals iOS or Android app. Join the Rubin Report community. It's absolutely free to join. You got to pay a couple bucks if you want to play along. And uh, I think you'll dig it. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Before I get to the show, I just want to tell you that I just got some great news. And I think there's going to be some particularly great news to share, let's say, on Friday. I'm working on it on Friday. But just make note, put a little pin in your head that Dave Rubin said something good's happening. Great news. Lots cooking. We're going to save the world. He said it today, October 20th, 2021. Uh, we got four stories for you. I know you guys love the Jen Psaki stories. I like them too, because the woman is just a complete and utter ridiculous buffoon. And it's like, oh my God, am I watching reality? Or is this just like a bad 80s comedy with this woman? She cannot say anything true. She is the reverse Jim Carrey from Liar Liar. Remember Liar Liar? I would argue Jim Carrey's Best movie, and of course, Jim Carrey, yes, he's gone off the deep end and he's sort of a lefty whack job. Uh, but in Liar Liar, Jim Carrey cannot tell a lie. Jen Psaki is basically the reverse Jim Carrey. The woman cannot say anything truthful. And even when she can kind of get close, she just can't finish it. It's just quite extraordinary. So we got a little bit of video from her. Uh, then we talked about this yesterday and over the last week or so, there is some pushback on the vaccine mandate. Not because people are right-wing racist, conspiracy theory maniacs, but because they want personal choice. And in Chicago, about 3,000 police officers are protesting. That's about a third of all of the police officers in Chicago. And believe me, they need police officers in Chicago because uh, there are all sorts of murders every weekend in Chicago. Let's get the numbers on that for a little later in the show when we do the story. We'll check how many people have been killed in Chicago this weekend. We're not allowed to talk about it though because the race thing doesn't fit the computer simulation that they want us to only talk about. Uh, so we're gonna talk about some vaccine mandate pushback stuff and there's really some, some nice stuff happening on the ground. Third story, I just thought this was sort of culturally interesting. You know, I know a lot of you saw the, the Dave Chappelle special on Netflix. And what happened was, you know, he made a couple comments about trans people, basically saying, hey, I got no problem with trans people, but you know, boys have penises, girls have vaginas. Five years ago, that was pretty standard stuff. Uh, but some Netflix employees are now protesting. There's actually a protest going on right this second outside Netflix headquarters. Originally, the Netflix co-CEO said, we're back in Chappelle, this is his art, he's allowed to say what he wants. Now he just, basically backtrack the entire thing. And, uh, and it's quite ridiculous. It's like, man, you people always bow to these hysterical lunatics. So we'll dive into that. And then finally, this fourth story, I saw this yesterday, this incredible video that someone put together on the Twitter machine. Uh, basically all of the news shows that you're watching, if you're watching corporate news, they are basically all brought to you by, yeah, you guessed it, Pfizer, Pfizer the company making one of the shots that they are demanding everyone put in their arm. They're also sponsoring all the news where the people tell you that you have to get the shot. You think that's weird? We got a compilation for you. But before uh, we do that story, let's start with Miss Jen Psaki. Uh, so uh, what's Ducey's first name? Is, is it Peter Ducey? It is Peter Ducey, right? So Peter Ducey over at Fox, he is basically 
the one kind of all-star that's sitting in all these White House press briefings right now. He usually sits right up front, and he's the one that's really pushing Jen Psaki on all of her nonsense. And you know, we've played a gajillion clips of it, and you can just search Rubin Report Jen Psaki. It's just like a hilarious compilation of this ridiculous woman who's just so obviously a liar, and the way she enunciates things as if she's a second grade teacher, really just terrible. Anyway, we got two pieces of video from her uh, from yesterday. So first, Ducey's asking her about all these immigrants coming in and why are we having these immigrants come in over and transport them throughout the country in the middle of the night and listen to her little twist of truth. Why is the administration flying thousands of migrants from the border to Florida and New York in the middle of the night? Uh, well, I'm not sure that it's in the middle of the night, but let me tell you what's happening here. Um, it is our 4:29 a.m. Well, he, very he, early in the morning. Here we are talking on. about it. early flights, earlier than you might like to take a flight. Um, it is our legal responsibility to safely care for unaccompanied children until they swiftly can be swiftly unified with a parent or a vetted sponsor, and that's something we take seriously. We have a moral, a right obligation to uh, com- to do that and deliver on that. As a part of the unification process, our office of refugee resettlement facilitates travel for children in its custody to their families or sponsors across the country. So in recent weeks, uh, unaccompanied children pass through the Westchester Airport, which I think is what you're referring to, en route to their final destination to be unified with their parents or vetted sponsor. It's no surprise uh, that kids can be seen traveling through states, uh, not just New York. It's something that we're also working to unite children with their family members or vetted sponsors in other parts of the country as well. Oh, a lot of nonsense, Jen. First off, he says, why are we doing this in the middle of the night? The implication being that obviously the government doesn't want people to see this, right? They don't want to send all of these unaccompanied minors and all of these migrants just on planes during the middle of the day when there would be a lot of people taking video and, you know, it's bright out and people can see all these people often not wearing masks and do they have any American values? Do they care about freedom, et cetera, et cetera? So we're going to do it overnight. She gets him. She says, oh, it's 2.30 a.m. Or no, you know, she's saying, well, we're not doing it overnight. And uh, you heard Ducey say, well, 2.30 a.m., uh, 4.29. And she implies that that's early in the day. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you got woke up at 4.29 a.m., you'd say that's the middle of the night. Obviously, that's just n- nonsense out of her. The bigger issue there is, did you catch what she's saying? We have a refugee resettlement program. Now, I don't know exactly, and we can have an honest debate, perhaps one day, about how many people should come in, what we need to do with the border and all of those things. But as I keep saying, we're in the middle of this pandemic that they keep telling us is getting worse and worse and worse, even though we know that they're lying about absolutely everything and that they don't follow any of their rules and all that good stuff, and that Trump was trying to close the border and they've opened the border and blah, 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 blah. But does it seem like the right time in America to have a refugee resettlement program and that we're sending unaccompanied minors Uh, that come across the border, that means they come across the border and then we fly them to different places to be with their family. Now, most likely it's not their parents if they're unaccompanied minors, maybe it's a grandparent or an aunt and uncle or something. Or uh, I think she said something about their sponsors so that these are people who have been vetted and then they're saying, we wanna take these children. Like, is that really what we should be doing in America right now? But everything that they say, it all sounds, we're nice, we let people in. We're not like mean Donald Trump who wanted a wall. We let people in and don't worry, we've, Sure, we've been keeping them in cages, but thanks to the media, we don't call them cages anymore. Now they're, you know, big, spectacular, uh, Four Seasons-like rooms. Um, And then, you know, sure, they're not socially distancing, not coming in with masks. Then we just send them all over the country in the middle of the night because we're good people, you understand? It's, It's that orange man and all those mean Republicans who want us to have a border 
and who want people to have identification and who want to make sure that people perhaps uh, share some of the same values or think that America is decent or some of that stuff. Those are the bad guys. We're good because we say all these things. So that's just the first part of the nonsense. And then listen to how flip she was. I mean, this is really like, when you want to just see like what type of person Jen Psaki really is, and I, I don't like attacking people, but like she's up there every day. She's putting herself out there to lie every day, to smugly dismiss all the concerns of, of virtually every sane American. And listen to the flippant response when she's asked about the supply chain stuff. Just a question on the timing uh, on the supply chain issue, yeah. um, actions that the president has taken. It, it was clear in March of 2020 when COVID hit that, that the supply chains across the world had been disrupted, even as, as the sort of work to fight back against COVID proceeded. People, it was, it was crystal clear that things were not improving on supply chain. People couldn't get dishwashers and and furniture and treadmills delivered on time, not to mention all sorts of other things. So why the is it- The tragedy of the short, the treadmill that's delayed. Right, the treadmill. The tragedy of the treadmill that's delayed. Lady, you know what? In America, for the last 50 years, if you ordered a treadmill, you could get a treadmill. It's your buffoonish boss and these ridiculous people like yourself who he has hired that are making it harder to get a treadmill. So you're right, it's not the biggest issue if it takes three months to get a treadmill, but it is indicative of a bigger problem that you people are all incompetent and we have a transportation secretary who is not qualified to be transportation secretary, but who was hired because he was gay. We have a four star, uh, what is what is she now? What is, uh, she's a four star what now? Trans education health secretary because she's trans. And now the, the <laughs> so stupid, they're calling her trans and female. She's the first four star health secretary and she's the first female health secretary. Like that's what the Surgeon General actually tweeted out that she's the first female and she's the first trans. It's like pick one. Congratulations females, by the way. Uh, a man was the first one to take the jobs. Pretty spectacular. Um, so, oh, from locals, this is a good comment. This is what I wanna do. I wanna be able to hear you guys during the show. Thomas says, how about they resettle at Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, that's right. That's the thing. When they resettle all of these people, you know, they don't end up in Brentwood and in Beverly Hills. They don't end up at Martha's Vineyard. They don't end up in the Hamptons, right? Like, why do you think that might be? Uh, but anyway, the way she's so flip about it, the way she's just like, oh yeah, you, you people can't get your treadmills. It's like, well, you know, people are also noticing that their gas prices are going up. People are noticing that when you go to the supermarket, that chicken, I literally went to the supermarket the other day and I very, as I always tell you, I very rarely go out, but I went to the uh, supermarket and here in LA, a uh, package of organic chicken thighs was $12.99, $12.99 a pound, okay? That's usually like $6.99 in LA and probably in most of the country you could get organic thighs for about $4.99. The prices of everything are going up. Our ability to order something and get it in a timely manner is going up. And she's, she's so careless about it. And it's like, again, I, I hate to bring up orange, man, but you know, at the height of the pandemic, when everyone was freaking out, and remember we were wearing gloves to go outside and we had masks on our head and we wrapped our heads in saran wrap and tinfoil and the rest of it. Um, why didn't we have massive supply chain issues? Meaning we did have, there were some delays on getting paper towel, there were some delays on getting toilet paper, some things like that, but you could still get all the products in a timely manner. It's only since Joe Biden took over and his incompetent yet diverse crew, clown car uh, of, of lackeys, 
basically that he's got behind him. So I don't, I just, I don't like Jen Psaki. Did I, has my, you feel good about this? My feelings were clear about this today? I don't like her very, oh, Connor gave me one of these, so. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about StartMail. You know, free email services like Gmail and Yahoo aren't really free. You pay with your privacy. Internet giants bank on exploiting your data by selling it to the highest bidder. Your business plan, Google has it. Your medical records, Yahoo can sell them to drug companies. Personally, I don't want to open myself up to identity theft, and I can't imagine you do either. That's why I suggest using StartMail. It makes me, uh, it makes the email feel safe again, and StartMail keeps your email private, period. When you delete an email in StartMail, it's gone forever, and StartMail uses their own servers, not Amazon's, which means they can't be put out of business like Parler. Switching to StartMail is seamless as well. You can easily transfer all of your current email data so there's no starting from scratch. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. This feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks so that people can't sell your info and they can be deleted at any time. I keep saying the way forward is to build competitive businesses that support our privacy values, which is why I value the service StartMail provides. Your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. Take control of your privacy with StartMail before it's too late. Start securing your email privacy with StartMail. Sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Ruben. That's start with a T, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash Ruben for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. All right, so there is a pushback against vaccine mandates and it is a beautiful thing, people. Human beings, free citizens in these United States of America are saying, I want to make decisions for myself. I don't want the government and a bunch of unaccountable bureaucrats to tell me what I have to do with my life. My privacy, my medical records, and my medical history is my business and my doctor's business. This is all good stuff. And we've seen a pushback from Southwest Airlines employees. We've seen a pushback from, uh, from now from in and out which we'll get to in just a sec. And a huge pushback now from Chicago cops, over 3,000 of them are now pushing back against Lori Lightfoot's vaccine mandate. Got about a minute's worth of video for you. At least two memos have gone out since Friday's deadline, but this morning the head of the police union says officers are holding the line. The unofficial number we have is about over 3,200, so about a third of the department. FOP President John Cotanzar says that's the number of officers who haven't complied with the city's order to report their vaccination status to an online portal. He says those officers will be getting called in today, and once again, they'll be asked to do so. If they refuse, it sounds like they're going to go into a no-pay status effective immediately. Kanzara says this is no longer about the vaccine or personal beliefs, but about collective bargaining rights. All of those things are a change in your employment policies. You have to negotiate with us what that looks like. The city has refused to do that. Two memos have been sent out since Friday. The latest from Sunday involves consequences officers could face if they don't follow the city of Chicago's vaccination policy. That officer will become a subject of a disciplinary investigation that could, quote, result in a penalty up to and including separation from the Chicago Police Department. The memo goes on to say that sworn members of the department who retire while under an investigation may be denied retirement credentials. On Saturday, a different memo was sent out. It says days off now require approval from a deputy chief or above. CPD hasn't said if this is related to the ongoing tension between the police union and Mayor Lori Lightfoot over the city's vaccine mandate. But as of now, the union is not budging. 
our moniker all week has been hold the line for a reason. Hold the line, that's right. Whether you're in a union or whether you're an individual trying to make some decisions for yourself, there's so much interesting stuff there. Now, of course, already, you get my feelings on vaccine mandates, okay, fine. Now, I get it that the police are part of the government. They're not part of the federal government in this case. They're part of the Chicago, the city government, potentially the state government of Illinois. Um, but these people are trying to make a statement for themselves. Now, what's really interesting about this is what uh, the representative talks about there, that this affects their collective bargaining. So they go in and they negotiate their contracts and retirements and salaries and benefits and all of these things. And now the state, in essence, is just trying to change that right in front of them. And you heard that this could affect their retirement. They could take days off from them, suspend them, you know, take away pay, all sorts of stuff. So I just want to be very clear. I stand 100% uh, with these officers in Chicago. And by the way, Chicago does need officers. If you think for a moment that Chicago can afford to lose about 3,200, 3,200 police officers out of about 9,000, roughly a third of them, uh, well, they can't. There were three people killed in Chicago this weekend, 41 wounded in shootings uh, across Chicago. We've got a graphic that we'll play next time. We, we've been working on a graphic for Chicago shootings. We just haven't covered it in a while. This flew at us at the last second. But the point is these people need more police, not less police. And yes, you know, everywhere they cut police, bad things happen. Less police, more crime. That's how it works. Logic, reason, yippity-dippity-doo. Uh, it's just bananas. So I stand with those people. And again, this is how we will fight back. Don't think that even Donald Trump or some other Republican you love, or, or even Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, because he's a governor right now, he's intimately involved in this and he's doing an incredible job in Florida, making sure that these mandates won't stick and making sure people have choice. But even Ron DeSantis can't save you if you live in Florida. It still will come down to you and how you will live your life and what you will do at your place of business and where you work and all of those things. Uh, and to that point, uh, speaking of places that could use some more policing, in San Francisco, a local in and out franchise is fighting the power. They're not gonna vaccinate their people. Can you believe it? We've got some info here from Fox News. The city of San Francisco temporarily closed an in and out fast food restaurant over the company's refusal to force customers to prove that they are vaccinated against the coronavirus. We refuse to become the vaccination police for any government, Wenzinger declared, slamming the San Francisco Department of Health's requirements as unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe, and accusing the city of asking restaurants to segregate customers based on vaccine documentation. We fiercely disagree with it with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business, the statement said. This is clear governmental overreach and is intrusive, improper, and offensive. The store has since reopened, but indoor dining is not available. So as far as I know, oh, so it, not a franchise. Okay, so I'm getting some info. I like this. I like getting info on the fly. So In-N-Out are not franchised. They are all owned by the parent In-N-Out company. Uh, still an operated, still owned and operated by the Snyder family. So that's pretty fantastic. I actually thought they were a franchise, so that's really interesting. So normally when it's a franchise, it's like you're licensing the in and out logo and all the stuff, uh, but you own it. This is all owned by one family. So God bless these people. They're saying, hey, this is government overreach. It's not our job to do. I suspect that they're not forcing their employees to be vaccinated, but making some decisions for themselves. And by the way, once you make that decision as a, as a, as a business, especially 
a fast food joint where people are coming and going a lot, it's like people then can make the choice. Oh, I don't want to go there. Or I do want to go there because they're in line with my values. Or I'm afraid of going there because I'll die. You might make these choices. So that's the beauty of what freedom is. And yeah, it's a little messy, but it's a hell of a lot better than the alternative. So that is, that is pretty spectacular. I will add one other thing about uh, this in and out situation, which is that just this morning, uh, Lauren Chen, who's a, a friend of the Rubin Report, and a friend of mine, she uh, tweeted out a image outside of a Chick-fil-A, which basically said, I'm not sure of the location, but basically said, we welcome you, whether you're vaccinated or not, whether you're wearing a mask or not, we don't discriminate, you know, we're here to sell chicken sandwiches. That was <laughs> the essence of it. You're not gonna believe it. The chicken people wanna sell chicken sandwiches. So in honor of Chick-fil-A, which is a franchise, by the way, so that one may have come from that specific location and not top-down Chick-fil-A headquarters where they send the chicken messages to the stores. Uh, but whether it was an LA location or not, I'm making an announcement right now. We're having Chick-fil-A for lunch. You want the Chick-fil-A? He wants the Chick-fil-A, you want the Chick-fil-A? All right, we're having Chick-fil-A. Has many sauces. Let's name some sauces. You got the honey mustard, Polynesian. you got the Polynesian, you got the barbecue, the what? The zesty buffalo, you got the standard uh, in and out sauce. Anything else, anything else? Ranch, that's right, ranch. We're gonna get all the sauces, people, and I will post a picture at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, this is funny, at uh, clickaholic in local says, hopefully this entire administration will be in and out. That's how you close the segment. Uh, all right, part three here, uh, Netflix. Now you understand this, this Netflix thing. Back in the day, you'd have to watch a channel and sometimes something you wanted to watch came on and there would be commercials and everything. Well, Netflix came in and cleaned a lot of that up. You pay monthly, they give you a lot of stuff. It's a ton of crap, but there's some stuff you want on there and you pay for it. I'm watching Squid Game right now, pretty good. And I like Seinfeld repeats, so there we are. Uh, well. Netflix aired this special from Dave Chappelle. It was one of, I believe it was the last in like a six stand-up uh, series that they did with Chappelle. It was worth a ton of money. And you're not gonna believe this, but occasionally, guys, comedians say offensive things. Occasionally, when you're trying to say something true, but couching it in humor so that people don't attack you, you might get close to the line of what's acceptable, and that might upset some people. And what might even happen is that you might trip over the line and say something genuinely offensive, and you know what? Life still goes on. This is how humans have interacted with each other since the beginning of time. What did the court jester do with the king, right? Like, he would make fun of the king to make everybody kind of feel okay with what was going on there. And yeah, every now and again, the guy would fall over the line, probably got axed. Uh, but now Netflix is trying to ax Dave Chappelle. It's absolutely ridiculous. So we've got some info here from the Wall Street Journal. Netflix co-chief executive officer, Ted Sarandos, said he screwed up his efforts to communicate with employees who were upset over the closer, a recent comedy special by Dave Chappelle, in which he made remarks that some viewed as offensive to the transgender community. In emails to Netflix staff about the special's debut earlier this month, Mr. Sarandos defended the closer, citing its popularity on the platform and the company's commitment to creative freedom. He also said that the company believed content on the screen doesn't directly translate to wor real world harm. In The Closer, which was released earlier this month and is currently among the most watched programs on the service in the US, Mr. Chappelle said gender is a fact and said he identified as a TERF, an acronym that stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. He also compared the transgender community to people who wear blackface. 
What I should have led with in those emails was humanity, Mr. Sarandos said in an interview Tuesday evening. I should have recognized the fact that a group of our employees was really hurting. Mr. Sarandos said his remarks on content not causing real world harm was also an oversimplification and lacking in humanity. All right, Mr. Co-CEO of Netflix, you're a clown and a buffoon, and now that you have apologized after you did the right thing, which was defend artistic freedom and Dave Chappelle, you will live on your knees forever. So I don't care how many hundreds of millions of dollars you have, I don't care how influential you think you are, I don't care how much power you have over the programming that gets out to the world and how that affects us culturally, you, you are in essence now a slave. You are a slave to a group of people who will never let you stand up again. So congratulations to you. By the way, he's co-CEO, as I noted there. His co-CEO, the other guy, is Reed Hastings. And you might remember the name Reed Hastings because I would talk often about Reed Hastings at the beginning of September because Reed Hastings was the guy that was pouring millions and millions of dollars into ads in California that were backing Gavin Newsom and lying about Larry Elder, calling him a Trump clone and basically a white supremacist and he wanted to kill kids because uh, he didn't want people to be forced with vaccines. So why is it that uh, the black or otherwise social justice inclined employees of Netflix did not protest that? Larry Elder is a black man who was, you know, honestly and forthrightly uh, saying what he believed and trying to become the first black governor of California. Why was that not a social justice cause for these people? Why were they not upset that Reed Hastings, the CEO of their company, was lying about Larry Elder? These are all rhetorical questions. I suppose you know the answer. Um, but the point here is that, God, we just need to start mass canceling these things. I've canceled a couple of these services and it sucks because it's like, do you have to go back to DVDs? Like, are we all gonna have to have that big freaking giant DVD holder beneath the TV that everyone used to have. We gotta go get one of those again. I'm gonna have to go to Circuit City. Does Circuit City exist anymore? That's where I got one like back in 2002 and I had a whole bunch of DVDs in that thing. That's where we're gonna have to go back to because it's all, they're pumping out crap. There are, yes, there is some stuff that's pretty good. But what, but in essence, what he's saying is, oh, I have offended, I have allowed Dave Chappelle, not I offended, I have allowed Dave Chappelle to offend a couple people and that could cause real world harm. Can someone point out to me uh, one person who's been physically harmed because of Dave Chappelle, because of a joke that Dave Chappelle said? Gender is a fact, by the way, it is a fact. I guarantee you it's a fact. As I've told you guys, we are in the middle of surrogacy. When they take the sperm and they take the egg, they put them together. Within two or three days with genetic testing, they tell you whether it's a male or a female. So either my doctor is a complete crackpot, nutbag, racist buffoon, or gender is real. Uh, Tawe from Local says, we all knew Chappelle was gonna be taken off Netflix since his first special because the woke left wants humor so sanitized funny is now offensive. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't even matter if you think what he's saying is funny. It actually doesn't. It's like, you know, some people like some comedians, some people like other comedians, right? Like that's just how it is. But the point is comedians, especially in a, in a healthy society, a comedian must be allowed to say what they think without feeling like they're going to be destroyed after. Now that does not mean people cannot push back. Of course, all of these employees, they're allowed to, you're allowed as a, as a, employee to write a letter to your superior and say, you know, that, that actually did bother me or whatever. But right now they're protesting outside of the building. It's like Netflix, Reed Hastings, other guy, 
Fire all these people, just fire them and go about making the best programming you can. But these people have literally had their testicles chopped off and they are being held by a radical trans activist outside of the Netflix building. There's some imagery for you. That probably offended somebody. Although cutting your testicles off is very in these days. That's like the new thing. That's like the thing now for these people, right? Uh, All right, we got one more for you. So look, we're getting all this vaccine mandate stuff. And if you turn on any news channel, there's no debate about whether we should have mandates or not. There's very little debate about whether we should have uh, vaccines or not, you know, whether your health and your age and your, the foods that you eat and the medicines and supplements that you take, whether any of those things should affect whether you need to take the vaccine or not. It's all just take, 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 take. Every channel is just take the vaccine, mandates are good. There's almost no pushback. We have ridiculous civil rights lawyers like Gloria Allred, who I debated a couple weeks ago, if you haven't seen it, it's on our YouTube channel, who were saying this is not about rights. I mean, we're just not even debating the basic things that used to be like absolute truths, that civil rights matter, individual rights matter. Um, And if you wonder why, if you've been sitting there going, you know, something doesn't seem right to me, why is it that these shows, every CBS and NBC and uh, ABC show, they all keep pushing these vaccines? Well, this is just spectacular. Who did this? I wanna credit them properly because it's actually just wonderful. At underscore Whitney Webb, two Bs, Uh, tweeted out this video. It's a compilation from some of your favorite uh, news programs. Take a look. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This letter report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Must I add anything else? I'm Dave Rubin. This has been the Rubin Report, not brought to you by Pfizer. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.